Welcome to Grow Up, insights on how businesses can use technology to grow better. Please welcome your hosts, Jason Parkinson and Mark Hammer. It's the Grow Up Podcast. Hi, it's Jason Parkinson. And Mark Hammer. And yet another day now in, in November that uh, one, one step closer to my favorite holiday, Mark. Is that Thanksgiving or Christmas? <laughs> Thanksgiving, man. Thanksgiving. The, the food. The food. Oh, Come no. On. You know what? Thanksgiving food is a little overrated. I have uh, to I have to put that out there. You're going to the for, wrong. You're going the to the world to hear. You're going to the wrong side of the family for Thanksgiving. <laughs> is what's going on? Hey, so today we're going to be talking about uh, selling the idea of digital inside of your own company. I think a lot of times, you know, sometimes you've got the the older generation that may be in leadership in a company, and you may be saying, "Man, we really need to be doing X." Right. And and you know the the other generations thinking, "Yeah, but that's not that's not going to move the needle for us." Sure. And if you're not the primary decision maker, that can be a really difficult conversation to, to start. It can be a really diff- or difficult conversation to have, and it's hard to make your case. And so today, we're going to kind of talk through how you might be able to do that. I love it. But first, uh, pardon the disruption. Christy is in with another look at a disruptive piece of technology and how it has completely changed an industry. Christy? Thanks, Jason. Traveling abroad can be scary. You don't know the food, you don't know the customs, and worst of all, you don't speak the language. In the not-too-distant past, you had only a few options. Travel with a native speaker, learn to speak the language yourself, or flip through a book of commonly used words and phrases and do your best to nail the pronunciation. Now, everything has changed. Everyday tools like Google Translate become more effective. Using your mobile device, you can navigate new surroundings with ease. Even more impressive, Babelfish earbuds translate language in real time, breaking down language barriers. Pardon the disruption. Thanks, Christy. You know what? I actually got an opportunity to use an instant translator. I was running a garage sale. It was not a great garage sale. We've had this conversation. I think I spent a lot <laughs> yeah. of, more, way more effort in it than money made. Yeah. But uh, I usually I, go that way. Yeah. So two doors down from me, about three weeks prior to my garage sale, a Hispanic family moved in in my neighborhood. Hmm. And uh, the older gentleman, um, I, I'm assuming it's the maybe the dad mm-hmm. of, you know, like gra- grandpa, potentially, you know, sure. they um, he brought his granddaughter down to the garage sale. And, you know, I said, oh, you know, you know, let me know if you see anything that you like. And, you know, he it kind of indicated that he doesn't speak English. And I was like, ah, so I pulled Google Translate on my phone out and I said into Google Translate, um, you know, exactly what I what I was intending to be said to him. And then it, as I'm saying, it is is reading it back out in Spanish. And it was like, that's, ama- that's and amazing. His, and his eyes lit up and like we instantly now can communicate. Now you understand. What you, yeah, what you were trying to say. That's a that's really transformative technology. I know. And think what about thing. Think about how that could potentially move entire cultures and governments. And um, just, you know, when you start t- thinking about larger topics like world peace. Right. right. Just an understanding of other people is like this base level of a potentially or even an ability to go abroad and not kind of, you know, put your foot in your mouth or or (laughs) miss like step outside of the norms with the ability to understand what's being said. You're a lot more likely to get a lot more out of your experience. Respect whatever country you're visiting. It's a it's a really great thing. Thank you, ma'am. You look like a toilet. I mean, where (laughs) I mean, where is the toilet? (laughs) So exactly. So let's jump in. Um, We're talking about ways that you can basically introduce the idea of digital and sell it up 
the chain in your own company. And when we say digital, everyone now has a website like that seems like a bare bones thing that every company's got for the most part, for the most part. There are a few holdouts on that as well. But we're talking about, you know, there are a lot of young people, I think, that are working in companies now. And when I say young, I'm talking, you know, 30s and 40s. Sure. That have ideas that use technology. And I think that there's still some senior you know, leadership um, in those companies, more decision makers that may not see the the true value in that. Yeah. That and, and there's a tendency if you have run, you know, I don't know, billboard ads for the last 40 years, <laughs> yeah. even if they're not working as well as they used to, you're still a believer. You know, that's hey, that's what brought me to the, to the table. That's yeah. how I built yeah. my business. Why would I stop that now? Am I going to take money away from my television spend, my radio spend, my billboard spend to do something, you know, newfangled? Right. I, you, you've really got to convince me. Yeah. And the other thing I think that is is kind of a challenge is that, you know, you, you feel like maybe a younger audience doesn't have the dollars to spend in your company or maybe that's not your target demographic. Right. Like maybe you say, well, I don't I don't need those millennials or those Gen Zers because, I, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to sell a high end product that, you know, a kitchen remodel for example. sure. Sure. Or but, a home. Yeah. But um those are your future customers if they're not your customers today. Yeah. And those people influence their parents with technology on top Absolutely. of that. So it, it's and, important. And you can imagine a decision maker looking at something like mobile video, for example, yeah. and thinking like, oh, that's, that's so dumb. What a waste of time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's what my grandkids are doing when they're not listening to my stories. Yeah. And so your grandkids are also making $80,000 a year <laughs> Caterpillar right now. So Yeah. But I, I'm not about to go like spend my marketing dollars on mobile video on the Snapchat. Right. I'm not going to go right. spend on the Snapchat. And what they don't realize is even if even if those, you know, grandchildren or younger people aren't old enough today, you know, five years from now, that's your core. That's your core customer base. Absolutely. So you you need those people or you want those people rather to understand what your business is about. Know your brand now so that when they do you know, age into your ideal customer, they're going to want to do business with you. Yeah. And I also look at this from a perspective and I own a couple of, of businesses. And, and when I start thinking about, you know, you're either you're either changing and you're growing or you're you're dying. Like Stagnating. If, yeah. If you're just doing the same thing always because this is the way we've always done it, like that's not a sustainable model. It's not a great culture for your employees to to work in long term. It's not. And yeah. it's not going to bring the new blood to the table that you need to be able to sell your products and services. to. I agree. And and that's something else that I you know have experienced in in my career so far, like you'll get pushback occasionally that, oh, you know, we, we don't need to be on the Internet. I don't want to be I don't want to be online. I don't want to participate. Sure. And that's that's all well and good for a decision maker to decide that. But your customers expect you to be there. Whether or not you choose to participate, they're going to be looking for your Facebook page. Yeah. They're going to be looking for your Twitter account. They're going to be looking at your website. So your website, it, it's not optional anymore to just have a website that says so-so. Right. Like, you need to have an all-around digital presence that says to your customers, yes, we're here. We understand your needs. We're with the times. Because whether or not you want to be... They're going to find they're going to find you or they're going to find, you know, a lack of you online. It's going to it's going to speak volumes about your business. Right. And I think the other thing to think about, too, if you have a physical storefront and you spend a lot of time training your employees how to interact with customers, how to be helpful, you know, how to do these these things like that needs to translate into what you're doing in the digital space as well. Your website needs to be helpful. Your social media needs to be able to answer people's answer people's questions when they have them, because it is no longer 
for you to decide how people will interact with your company, the, your buyer is now making that decision for themselves. Yeah, that's a great point. And and similarly, when you have someone walk into your storefront, you want you know your sales associates to understand how to speak to that person, how to help that person, how to address that person's concerns. You need a plan for that online also. There are a lot of companies that leave comments and feedback just sitting there for months at a time. We've done previous episodes <laughs> yeah. about you know right, uh, right. handling kind of uh, negative, reputation, yeah, yeah. negative uh, feelings media. or mm-hmm. reputation online. But yeah, the, the idea is you should really treat your website and your digital presence as a second storefront and make sure that there's a plan in place for your visitors there as well. Yeah. When they come there, is there someone to help them? Is there someone they can get in touch with? If they have a question, how is it answered? Who's responsible for answering that question? Right. If you're not thinking through these kind of things, you're you're really in trouble. Yeah. And I think, you know, for the most part, if you're already being proactive enough to be listening to podcasts and podcasts about improving your business and getting better, you probably know some of these things. But how would I start a conversation with somebody in my organization who may be the decision maker on some of this? To talk about, like, how do I convince them that we should spend some money in these digital channels or we should come up with a strategy internally on who's going to manage some of these things? And like, where does that where does that start? So I think the first thing that you'd want to do is you'd want to point out that traditional media advertising like is in decline and you can throw thousands of stats at them to make that point. <laughs> yeah. There are do do a Google search. There are you know, there are stats up to your eyeballs. Uh, there's one from a PwC report forecasting global entertainment marketing outlook for 2017 to 2022 okay. and it basically states that digital revenue is now you know over half of the entire industry revenue and you don't even need to throw a stat like that at them because you can just tell them to look at their own books yeah yeah are are things are, are things improving or declining on those traditional channels and in in almost every case save for maybe a few rare ones here and there it's in decline yeah. And even if it's staying steady, you have to think about what, you know, what do I do to ensure it can continue to grow or stay steady in the future? Yeah. Great point. Yeah, that's a, that's great. So I guess, you know, when you look at traditional media advertising and decline, one of the things that I want to make sure to just call out here is we're not suggesting that you pull all of your advertising from radio or TV or billboards. Absolutely not. You really need to start with understanding who is your customer and who is your customer of tomorrow. Also, not just your customer of today and then look at, okay, if this is my customer today, who are they five to 10 years from now? Are they still my customer or not? Are they still even at all in the market for what I what I sell at that point? point. And then you need to make sure that your your, you know, media strategy, your your advertising plan, you know, really, you know, fits that that model. You you can absolutely keep, uh, you know. Keep investing in traditional media channels. They can be powerful when applied, uh, you know, effectively. But the point we're trying to make is that you can't ignore digital any longer. Yeah, you've got it. You've got to be there. And we're not talking banner ads. You know, we're not talking specifically blog posting or anything like that. It's just this overall thought of, you know, what can I do to stay in front of these potential customers of ours that may be a little bit younger or that may be influencing my my ideal buyer today? And who is my ideal buyer tomorrow? Yeah, that's those are important questions to have answered first. So. I come in, I talk to my boss, I show him these stats, uh, start bringing some of these things up. Anything else? Like, like what else is there that I can do me inside of a company, not the decision maker, you know, to be able to 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 lift up 
you know, the idea of doing digital? Well, so my advice there would be it always helps to have a solution if you're raising a problem. Mm, no yeah. one likes somebody who comes out and says this. <laughs> this is a problem and this is a problem. This is a problem. Like, well, what is your idea? Right. Oh, I don't know. I have no ideas. So a good place to start is come armed with an idea. Mm, yeah. So do a little research, figure out what you think your company would benefit from. Maybe, you know, you, you reach out to a digital partner and say, hey, what would work for us? Yeah. And then come armed with that idea and say, we're doing this. What if we did this instead? Sure. And shameless plug here. You know, we've spent a lot of time creating helpful content on our own website. You don't have to, like, reach out to one fire and ask a bunch of questions or deal with a phone call from one of our salespeople or anything like that. Like, you can literally just go to onefire.com, browse through our blog, download some content on your own and take that to your leadership to, you know, to propose some ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. That's a great place to start. That gives you a, a launching point to say, hey, I'm not just I'm not just griping. I have an idea for for what we should do now. Yeah. And here's why. And here's potentially the cost range and, and all of that. Yeah. It, it makes you as long as you're informed, you you have a much better chance of, of coming out of that conversation in good shape. Another good kind of um, aside, a story that has to do with that. There is a uh, uh, woman that reached out to us through our website. This was probably six or seven months ago, um, works for a healthcare company, and she had some ideas on how they could improve what they're doing with the trade show in the trade show space. And so she started doing research online. She was going to Google. She was looking up uh, and this company's in South Dakota. So not here regionally with us um, where we're located, mm -hmm. but she was going online. She was looking up information and she found a ton of help information about augmented reality on the one fire website and so she started downloading some information and experiencing it and then eventually she reached out and she said hey i really want to pitch this to my boss because i think this is a great idea and then had some questions right and so right. We, we were very easily ready to help um talked about cost uh, brainstormed some ideas that could go even mocked up a couple of examples that she could take to her leadership to kind of sell them on this idea of, hey, we need to be doing some more forward thinking things. And what I love about this story is they did not become a customer of ours. Yeah. Right. We just were helpful. We helped them through this process. Of course, we hope that in the future, if they have a need that they'll certainly think about working with us. But I just want you to know, you know, as you're listening to some of this, this information on the Grow Up podcast, um, Mark. Mark and I are an open book and we've got a whole team of people at One Fire that just like helping and sharing information. And that's the reason we started this podcast all together. So if you've got ideas or you want to bounce some ideas or you just want a, a place to go and figure some things out, like go to our website and check it out. Um, there's really a lot of information there at, at OneFire.com. Yeah. It never hurts to have a conversation. And, and we're here to help facilitate that conversation. Absolutely. So. What's the 10 second takeaway, Mark? The 10 second takeaway is that there will always be those who are resistant to change. So if your company's decision maker fits that bill, you need to be armed with sound arguments, compelling data and an eye for the future. If the conversation feels challenging, uh, you know, ask for help. I think that's well said, Mark. Thanks. Coming up next week, uh, Gen Z going to be talking about the cohort that's happening after millennials and why you should care about them as a business. We'll talk to you then. Thanks for listening to Grow Up. For more information about the topics discussed in today's show, visit onefire.com slash grow up. This has been a One Fire production.